another Super Bowl Sunday post uh this will probably go up after Super Bowl I don't know who's gonna win uh my dad worked in Philly for a second I was born in Missouri not in Kansas City but I was born in Missouri so a lot of my uh mom's side of the family is going for Kansas City I honestly don't follow football like that too much. Um, I started watching ish, watching it ish, um, when I moved to San Diego because, you know, San Diego doesn't have as many teams as LA, and you know, uh, especially in like major league, like national sports and stuff. Like they have pro leagues, but not so much uh not like LA how they have like you know I think LA had the Angels at one point I don't know if they're Anaheim Angels or maybe they play in Anaheim but they're LA I don't I don't really know what's going on with that but um the Angels the Dodgers the Lakers the Clippers the now the Chargers uh for a while the Chargers have been out here plus the Rams uh, before it was the Raiders, um, uh, the Kings in, um, hockey, uh, Sparks, women's basketball, WNBA, um, LA Galaxy, LAFC, in MLS soccer, um, so, I mean, you know, we kind of double up on a lot of teams, San Diego had the Chargers, and the Padres for baseball, and now just only the Padres, so, you know, the first person I roomed with in San Diego was really in the football, I don't know if he played at some point, but I think he played at some point, like, not professionally, but maybe in school, I don't know if it was high school or, or what, but he was a cool dude, Hawaiian dude, Hawaiian raised, um, real chill, he was kind of my vibe, um, but he had this, uh, this, um, yeah, he wanted his son to be involved in football. So I remember him watching football a lot and like giving his kid a football and stuff like that and talked about football all the time and video games and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't think he was, uh, like, like he was involved, but I don't really know, you know, to what extent, but that's kind of what got me into the Chargers a little bit was just because, you know, I had a roommate that was into them. And then, you know, once they left, I was like, well, I guess I like the Padres, you know, like I like them enough. I mean, I usually like California teams anyways, and California has a lot of teams. Uh, San Diego doesn't have that many teams, but, you know, San Francisco has some teams, um, you know, Northern California, Central, there's some teams, uh, all throughout California, and so, you know, when you're watching sports, you know, I kind of joke and say, like, you know, if you're for California teams, you can be watching sports, like, all weekend long, and some California team is probably going to be playing, uh, I mean, there have been weekends where I was watching, like, multiple different sports, like, one ends, and then you pop into another game, and, like, 
oh, the Kings are playing, oh, the Lakers are playing, oh, you know, it's like, um, especially when there's like those overlapping seasons uh, in some sports sometimes. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. At the point that I'm recording this, the game is, is gonna, the kickoff is in about an hour. I haven't really decided if I'm really gonna watch. Um, I don't know if I really care, but it's one of those things, you know how they say with some things, if you don't watch it live, you're not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to go back and watch it. Um, I might watch the highlights, but I don't know if I really want to watch it. Um, it's just too much out of my day, and I've got other stuff I want to do. Um, I might watch halftime. I might watch the, the very beginning, um, and then the very end. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I might pop in. Because I don't want to completely miss the whole thing. But I don't really want to watch the whole thing this this year. Um, it's just me and my mom. Last year I had fun watching uh, with some good friends. Uh, I remember we, we got KFC and we were at their apartment. And like we had a good time there. Um, eating and just snacking and watching. And plus it was, uh, you know, L.A., um, so the halftime show was really great. The cinematography was great. The performance, performances were great. And it was very like, you know, LA hip hop and R&B kind of style, uh, influence. Uh, there was a lot of like West coast influence in that, uh, halftime show. There was kind of like a cultural, kind of a cultural type thing, uh, too. So I kind of liked that halftime show it was really cohesive. It didn't feel like they were just throwing in a whole bunch of stuff just to make everybody happy. They weren't like, we need to have like eight different genres or like six different genres, you know, of music so that everybody's pleased. I mean, part of me appreciates that because at least they're like considering other people, like, you know, people who like music in Spanish, people who like hip hop, you know, people who like, you know, like, I don't know, what was that year when, I think it was like Maroon 5, or I don't know if it was like Adam Levine, or who it was, but, um, yeah, but anyways, I said that I was gonna make an attempt to get a book or some kind of, um, uh, direction to go by, so I went with this book by Lily, Lily Singh, called be a triangle um uh, uh, so lily seeing a lot of people who first came across her content was probably through YouTube that's how I knew of her um she stuck out to me because she kind of had like a bit of a stem mask style um I believe she's Punjabi uh don't quote me on that I don't really know much about her too much but um I remember way back I used to follow her YouTube it was like I I superwoman I I uh and then, um, you know, there's a lot online about her. Um, 
and you know she's been on tv instagram a lot of things vogue india um there was an article april 6 2022 about her um and so i mean i'm not i'm not here to comment on her style or her anything uh i uh you know i just i think the thing that stuck out to me the most about her when i first came across her on youtube um was that um you know she kind of did have this um uh way this like kind of a personality where you know she was not all femmed up looking um you know and it was like culturally funny um I mean it's kind of I get a little awkward about laughing about people laughing at people you know um when they're talking about their own cultures um but it was it was for real like it was like her you know she would you know have characters where she'd pretend to be her mother or her father or whatever um and it was just like comedy skits jokes kind of like funny lighthearted stuff uh but it it was a little thought-provoking but you know I kind of wondered I was kind of like you know I kind of got like a queer vibe from her just from maybe her style of dress and like maybe because of like how she talked about things or whatever um I don't really know what it was I don't I know I I wouldn't say that I really got like gaydar or anything like that but um she looked um you know I thought she was like an attractive looking person and I just kind of stopped um tuning into the content I don't remember when but um I remember when my mom had asked me if I knew about her videos and I'd already been watching them for like a long time and my mom was like oh yeah like I like this one girl superwoman and like you know she was like talking about how she she's funny and all that kind of stuff so I thought it was cool to see um and you don't really see that many Indian women um in in the western spotlight um now I feel like with media Indian media is very um common um wow sorry I came out here literally to get some sun and some fresh air and I'm like freezing um I'm cold (laughs) at the moment it's uh I don't know why am I uh I hope we don't get rain it's 57 degrees right now and I'm sitting around in shorts. So that's why I'm cold. 
next Saturday, Sunday, we're going to have a storm. So, okay, let me focus. So basically, that's kind of how I came across Lily Singh's material. So the book is about 95 pages. I will say, because it starts on page three or two-ish. Um, it's about mm, like 90, 92, 93 pages. So if I do about three pages a day, that's about um, 30 days. Um, so we're already like well into the month. Um, we're already like day 12 into this month and it's a short month. So, um, because it's a short month, we're basically, um, yeah, we're basically having a short month, um, cause it's 28 days. So I don't really know, um, yeah, I'll have to see what day I'm supposed to finish this, but I think I'm going to do about three pages a day, but it's not, it's not broken up in chapters in that way. So I'm going to basically try to break down whichever topics come up in three, in three days, uh, sorry, in three pages, um, on the days that I look at it. Um, I also got a runner running runner's world magazine. Um, I was looking for some other kind of sports magazines, um, martial arts I like the martial arts ones or the WNBA you know like basketball I don't think they have their own uh but I think there was there seemed to be something in slam magazine um that had women on the cover um and you know I don't really know like I I don't really know um like exactly, um, you know, what is going to happen in the next 30 days. Uh, this is another 30 day challenge, but I'm, uh, you know, optimistic. So yeah, I was, um, yeah, after the, I went to the gym, uh, did like, uh, three sets of things, 15 minutes each pretty much. But I ended up, you know, I left the house like 1031, 1032-ish, which was a couple minutes later than I wanted to leave. Got there. By the time I was like logging into the gym, it was like 1048. Um, And so I'd say once I got in and out of the locker room, locked up my stuff and everything, it was probably 1050 or so. And I left at about, I started heading to my car at about 11.46 or 11.47, like one minute shy of when I had logged in. Uh, So I was going to stay for like 90 minutes to two hours. But, you know, I did notice my, um, I was kind of having some slight intestinal discomfort and you know, C4 does that to me, it kind of, uh, it'll clean you out, so I usually wait till that occurs, and that's one benefit of having it in the morning, is, you know, it gets all your morning stuff out of you, 
um, versus when you've already been eating a lot and you have a lot in your system. I kind of do like, I don't know, this is like way TMI, but I do like having a morning kind of bowel movement um, before I leave the house. That's just kind of preferred. Um, So I try to get all that stuff out of the way. And especially if it's like I'm going to be showering, um, you know, I try to, you know, time the showering with that. Um, it's not like a hard, fast rule, but just as far as like cleanliness and things like that, I feel more comfortable with it. But, um, so that's one thing. And then, yeah, I kind of just, uh, did my exercising. So I basically did, uh, Let me see. 15 minutes of cycling, 15 minutes of yoga. Um, I was going to do two 15-minute routines, one arms, one legs, or, uh, you know, deadlifts and then curls. But the... Uh, weights I had for the curls weren't my favorite kind of weights and I noticed my uh, right elbow is a little not uh, perfect right now so I noticed when I lift a little heavy uh, my left elbow is fine but my right elbow is a little like um, rigid Um, and there's like a slight amount of pain same with my right shoulder. There's a mild, mild amount of pain. So I didn't really want to, you know, damage any of that or anything. So what I did was just used the 20-pound weight uh, dumbbell to just kind of, like, you know, loosen up my arms a little bit. I did, like, one set of five reps um, just with the 20 on both arms and then just kind of, like, moved it from arm to arm and kind of like moved my shoulders and things like that just to get the movement in with some with some resistance from the weight um just to kind of warm up and then I did deadlifts from there I think uh I think I did four sets of deadlifts I I don't really count because it was mainly depending on you know the form so I think by the third set, I realized that my form was, you know, like my uh, legs were a little tired. Um, so that was something related to my form where I was like, okay, one more set and I'm good. And between sets, I was doing, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, when you kind of have your heels on the ground, do you kind of like lift up onto your toes? Um, I don't know why I call those calf raises, but I don't know what they're called. Um, it's just like a calf exercise. So I do those, uh, after each set of deadlifts. Like whenever I do like arm workouts, I usually do those in between. Um, and then a little bit of a rest period, but yeah, I was feeling my heart rate getting up there. Um, cause it, you know, the deadlifts work out like the upper parts of my legs and I was feeling my heartbeat my heart rate just like really increasing uh 
and so I guess that's good, you know, I, I, I recognize a lot going on about my body, so um, it maybe wasn't the most perfect workout, it wasn't as long as I wanted, but I feel like if I would have gone any harder or any longer, you know, I don't know, um, I didn't want to feel gassy, and then I didn't want to lift lighter weights, and I was like, you know, I do need to get back home in time to like eat lunch, and I still wanted to go to Barnes & Noble to get a book. Um, to see if there were books and things, and so that's the book I picked up uh, in the personal growth section, and yeah, so the first couple pages, um, they're talking about her, just to let you know, this is probably going to be like a spoiler if you're not following the book, if you don't have the book, um, I'm just going to be throwing in my own two cents and my own lifestyle examples, um, and, you know, I'm, you know, here for the, for the queer content. So, you know, I'm glad, you know, she identified as bisexual and I confirmed that, um, online. And then I was like, okay, like, just like, I thought, like I was making sure that she was like an LGBTQ person, uh, wasn't sure of it before. And then, um, I thought I'd heard it somewhere else, but I, I just couldn't remember. And then when I looked it up on my phone, I was like, okay, cool. I'll go with this book. So I went with that book. Um, my goal is to use books that are simplistic enough, um, that it's easy to read so that I will do it. Like reading three pages when some of them are illustrated, that's not a hard task. You know, um, it's, you know, spaced out font large enough font, um, and pictures a little bit too, like some comic style illustrations. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of nice and fun, but, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was recognizing that, um, you know, I wasn't too, uh, I haven't been too, um, you know, like I'm pretty, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, the C4 helped basically. And then, um, yeah, so the gym was good and then I went and I, you know, after Barnes and Noble came home, uh, threw some, showered, threw some stuff in the laundry, um, had a protein shake. Uh, by the time I was eating, it was probably about one forty-five PM. So that's about how long it took. It's like, I left the gym at about 12. I was in the elevator, I think about 12, at about 12 or so. Um, and then I, left Barnes and Noble around 1230 or so and then or 1230 something maybe 1240 I don't feel like I was there that long but when you consider it's like all these things add up with the walking to and from the car and then gotta take the elevator and look for the parking and make sure you park good and you know getting in and out of the locker room and stuff like I'm not like lingering in there but it's like it takes a minute to walk and then I gotta go like upstairs and then you know it's not like it's like 
two seconds. Like, you need some minutes in there, and it just starts adding up. Like, I even mentioned I woke up at, like, 6.45 a.m., started kind of wanting to get get my day going around 7.15, and next thing I knew, I was, like, 9 o'clock, and I, almost 9 o'clock, and I was like, I got to make breakfast, you know? So, um, yeah, like, overall, today's going really well for me. Um, I feel good. Um, you know, I'm kind of tracking a little bit of the days I feel good because it's been a while since I've had consecutive days of feeling pretty well. Um, so it's very pleasant to experience this at this moment. Um, like for what it's worth, you know, but Oh, man. I'm getting a little sleepy. Um, Sorry. I'm recording in the car studio here, so... um, You know, I'm out here getting my little vape on. Uh, What is this called? It's called... I don't know. I don't see the label. It's something peach. That can't be right. Looks like it says scub peach. That's not right. Skur. Skur peach. Score? I don't know. I don't know what that word is. It's kind of like ink rubbed off. Um. But yeah, so... The first couple pages, she starts talking about, you know, how 2020 was kind of looking, how things were, her procrastination, her anxiety. Um, Those are the two terms that stuck out the most for me was procrastination, her examples of procrastination and the label of anxiety uh, when everything started changing with most people's like physical and mental health uh, in 2020. So... That was already like, okay, this is exactly the direction I wanted to go in. Um, Because I definitely noticed in my own life, you know, a very similar thing. And I'm not the only one. Like, I know a lot of people have been suffering. And I feel like of all the people, you know, I was doing well enough. Like, I was able to work, you know. Um, My income went up during the pandemic. Um... I, but yeah, I was definitely overwhelmed, overworked, still underpaid, but, you know, I wasn't like out of a job. I wasn't like compromised, like for any kind of physical reasons. Uh, My job was work from home and remote as well. So I wasn't even like fearful too much regarding the Rona and I lived in a house full of people, but I mean, we weren't very interactive. I didn't share a bedroom or anything. So, like, there was no real scare. Like, the two elderly people almost never left. And then um, the other two people, I mean, they worked with people. But um, I don't know. It was kind of different. Like, one guy did, like, weed deliveries. And the other lady 
I don't know. I think she worked at a bakery, and then at one point she was working at, like, an Amazon warehouse or something. But um, she kind of does her own thing. Uh, I talked plenty about her. But, um, yeah, we kind of um, all kind of were declining in that house, and everybody else was kind of affecting everybody else at a certain point it was just like everybody was too much but I definitely noticed um feeling different feeling worse uh feeling bad uh for more consecutive days than usual and I don't really want to harp on that because like it's over it's done you know there's I mean there I think there was some trauma involved with that um but I had support around me um, you know, my family's health overall, the majority of people were healthy enough. And then, um, you know, I was able to still hang out with friends. We did like Wednesdays, we used to get out and, you know, do like a sport Wednesday afternoons after work, uh, Wednesday early evening rather. And then, you know, we would do like beach walks, tennis, um, we do all kinds of stuff like that and it was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely relied a lot on the social support and emotional support from friends. Um, had a dating situation going on back then and that didn't really go over too good, but there were, there were a few people that I kind of lost contact with that, you know, those relationships did change a bit during the Rona uh, two people in particular, like, uh, queer friends and a, and a person I was, uh, interested to date and was, uh, dating at the point and I was really into this person. Uh, that was probably one of the last people that I remember dating that I was, like, actually really into them and really wanted things to, you know, move to, like, another phase. Uh, but they didn't, we couldn't really get that to happen, because, you know, they were moving and all that, but, um, they had to do what they needed to do, I needed to do what I needed to do, um, so there was all that, but, um, yeah, we kind of, like, overall did our overall thing, um, you know, we got through, um, I, you know, there are a lot of friends I don't really talk to about their mental health experiences, but I can tell that a lot of people are still struggling, myself included. Um, and a lot of us who got the Rona, you know, there's kind of this um, underlying uh, thing about like how much damage did it really do? Because I feel like it, it, physically didn't do anything permanent to me but I feel like I don't know maybe it's just in my head but I do feel like something from the time of getting vaccinated until the time after I actually contracted COVID just before uh August of 2022 I personally felt like my you know uh, mental capacity and other types of things were affected 
Um, and I'm, you know, I'm wondering how much of this, um, the reason why I'm mentioning all this Rona stuff is because I'm wondering how much of this is carrying into my current situation. Um, cause I'm noticing that it's not easy for me. I'm not having like an easy, simple time when life itself, technically each burden and hang up and you know major barrier to you know my peace of mind um I feel like that part of my life is improving like um I feel like it's constantly improving little by little like when I moved things improved like yeah I was away from my close friends and you know my trusted social circles um the community I built for myself and just like yeah I came back into community in a household where it's like people don't think the same people don't value exactly the same stuff as I do so it's kind of hard to you know get you know like I don't know like something for example is like um my folks they don't always, like, expect me to do stuff. Like, they don't expect me to, like, talk to them or interact or whatever. Like, they're not like we have to eat dinners together or whatever. But it's, like, my folks are a little bit, like, um, when something's happening, like, they're a little bit, how should I say this? Like, they almost want to see me every day. Um you know, even though we're in the same house, it's, like, to them, they're, like, oh, I haven't seen you in a day or two, like, and they worry, and I'm just kind of, like, I just like to just be held up in my room and, like, not talk to people for, like, days on end sometimes, like, I'm, like, sometimes actively avoiding people, like, I just don't want to be around anybody sometimes, and I feel like, you know, when I lived with roommates or whatever, like, that wasn't, like, an issue, people weren't, like, oh, I haven't seen you for, like, two days, Like, once it gets to be, like, two days, it's, like, that's kind of time where it's, like, there's a little more pressure. Uh, But I do sense, like, this anxiety, you know, from the family that's just, like, it's a little bit intense for me where it's, like, you don't have to text me every day. Like, this good morning family text is just, like, obnoxious and the weekly church service text that's obnoxious and just like you know my mom will send me like six seven instagram things like per day and I'm just like dear lord you know like I don't check them even I don't even care but it's stuff like that where I'm kind of like I don't know I feel like a jerk because I'm just like I don't want to have to talk about anybody else's you know involvement in whatever activities and hobbies they're doing I don't want to have to talk about you know who's sick and who's in the hospital and all that there's a lot of that um I don't want to really have to talk about a lot of things (laughs) and I feel like you know the things I do want to talk about um that are kind of more like you know, it's like, it's hard for me to talk to people who are kind of in a stage of life that's almost like a retirement phase. Like, 
they're not in a retirement phase fully. Like, my dad's not retired, but it's like, I feel like when you're in your 60s and you have, like, a certain mindset, it's like your interests are like, okay, your daily routine and, you know, tending to your hobbies and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm over here, like, you know, trying to, like, build up a new career phase and, you know, working on my relationships and stuff. And I've talked about this a little bit about, like, how, you know, in attachment theory with, like, Erickson, you know, Erickson, Eric Erickson, um, I love the name, um, how Erickson's theories go a lot into, um, you know, um, the different phases of life and, you know, the phase I'm in is not the phase my parents are in. And so I feel like that is a little bit of a, it's something that I'm trying to just be patient with. Cause I know like nobody's like intentionally being, being obnoxious, but I'm just also a little bit easily irritated, you know, because of how I'm feeling lately. I'm just not feeling like perfect. So, you know, my mood just like swings like a mofo. It's just like all over the place. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I wake up. I don't know what my mind's going to be doing when I'm trying to sleep. You know, um, today was fine. Um, I've been working a lot of, on a lot of stuff, um, like emotionally and personal development wise, I've been working on a lot of stuff, but also it's been a challenge to work on those things. So, uh, like I have been really indulging in cannabis products quite a bit. Uh, more than the norm during this last week um since last weekend when I was you know having that weird intestinal illness um since last weekend you know I I've gone through a lot of cannabis cannabis products um I've got one one uh I mean, I don't really talk about it too much on here, but I don't really mind. Uh, one Kiva live resin, uh, gummy hybrid, you know, they're like sour gummy circles. Uh, usually they're like a hundred milligrams for the whole container, 10 milligrams per. Um, and I've got a, an indica, indica with CBN and CBD. So it's like THC indica, five milligrams. CBD, five milligrams, CBN, five milligrams. So technically the THC is five milligrams, but it's got like 10 milligrams of other um, cannabinoids in there. Um, CBN and CBD don't get you stoned, but that's kind of what I'll have when I'm going to go to sleep. And then I've got a hybrid uh, vape cartridge that's like... um, it's a half a gram and then I've got a full gram indica vape cartridge and I've been like like I don't know if there's a day where I think yesterday I was gonna not have an edible and then I ended up having one around like maybe 9 p.m or so because I was like you know what let me just do this just in case I don't fall asleep early because I knew I wanted to wake up today and get to the gym and so I've definitely noticed a lot of these things and 
um, like, oh, a big part of it was, you know, having to slow down so I can actually focus on what the heck all this is. It's like, I couldn't work on this while I was at work. Like I was trying, but I was like, this just, I don't have enough time and energy. I need like to focus and be able to kind of ride out the processes. And this is kind of like this week is a process of, you know, a lot of processing. There's a lot of movement this, this last week. And now coming into this new week, I'm like in a phase where I'm like ready to like really be actively moving on stuff. Um, I need to kind of flush out what that looks like. It does help me to have this to-do list um, every morning. But, you know, I haven't really dissected what I really want to do every day. So I'm going to go today, go through today and do that. But it's been a while, guys. It's been a long time um, since I've been able to kind of be involved with anything as such, and I'm kind of, uh, um, I'm just pretty tired, like, just all around, I'm just tired, um, I don't sleep good, you know, I never really have, but, um, you know, you know, I'm trying to just keep it basic, just sleep good, eat good, exercise like I'm only really trying to do those three things focus on those three things um as much as I can during every week um that's hard enough as it is like I'm like if I can get those three things down more days than not each week then I'm doing way better than I was at most points in the last couple years almost three years now so um I just don't feel, um, well, no, no, not all three years, two years. Um, let me see, all from March of 2020, March of 2021, March of 2022. Yeah, so we're going on the fourth year, so three years, um, of this type of thing, uh, I guess around next month is going to be like almost like an anniversary period. And I'm wondering if my mind and body are going to notice that. Uh, Maybe they already have noticed that. Like I've noticed, you know, sometimes even when I don't really know the actual date or whatever, and I'm not really paying attention to things too consciously, uh, I've definitely noticed that sometimes I feel, um, like, uh, just sometimes things are just, I don't know, um, like, uh, like even when I've been, like, trying to you know, do what I'm trying to do and not really paying attention to the dates and stuff. Like there are like anniversary dates of stuff that sometimes when it's like negative, I just start feeling really off. And I know that like the end of snowboard season, like in April, usually that's one period of time where I just, I don't know what it is exactly, but 
I do notice that I start to get like emotionally just like depressed around that time and I don't know why um I noticed it uh before I started grad school that there was like a month in April when my friends were in uh Japan I had two guy friends in Japan and one of them you know I was going through a lot and one of them was I don't know if he was going through a lot uh but I know I was and you know one of my friends he you know he was notorious for just like losing contact with people and not really being in touch but I knew they were both together and so I had told I kind of like we were emailing a lot and so I kind of opened up to one of my friends just being like you know because I used to hang out with these guys like almost every day like honestly like every day and they were gone for like three months and I remember just being like you know like I'm kind of having a hard time I was doing like all these grad school applications studying for the GRE I was not really you know in a job that I knew it was going to keep it was I was in a big transitional phase during those three months when they were gone and I was struggling and I don't even remember like exactly what but um I just remember sending like an email to the one friend and he told the other friend about it just like how I was generally struggling and I just remember like I would just be like sitting on the couch just like drained of energy fatigued um and just like laying like not laying there but I was like sitting up like sitting there and it was like I think I was pretty worried that I wasn't going to get into grad school, maybe. Um, I don't really know. I I really don't know. But I know that it took a lot out of me. And that's the first time I remember feeling that way during the month of April. But I feel like almost every year since then, I felt just definitely an energy dip. I felt that the last year before summer... Um, right before I moved, I remember when snowboarding season stopped, ended, and then I remember specifically feeling like, okay, the season's over, and then, you know, coming back into town, into San Diego from being in the mountains, I remember specifically feeling just, like, not cool, like, I was just, like, not feeling so good, um, wanting to feel good, but I didn't really feel good, and... Um, I remember, uh, realizing that around, um, April, um, when I, that, that was a big part of me wanting to move was how I felt in April. I was like, oh man, like I felt so bad. Like once I was like, man, there's no escape, just get out of town for the weekend kind of thing right now. And like, I'm going to have to spend, like, I was dreading spending, like, a whole summer with these people, and, like, summer's hot, too, and, like, we didn't have good airflow in that house, so I was, like, it's going to be hot, the neighbors are always freaking doing construction, and I've always got the window open, and then the noisy one that I shared a wall with, it's even louder when the windows are open, because her window's open, and she's in there yelling, and I'm just, like, I just get no peace, you know, so I was not looking forward to spending another summer, 
So when I kind of gave them that ultimatum of like, we need something to change, let's like make some house rules and all that. And then that was during May when I kind of slowly was like staying in a hotel for like a week or so. I don't know. It was quite a few days that I left one day at my last straw and uh, didn't really officially spend any more nights there during that time. Um, and I was working remotely, so I was up in L.A. quite a bit, too, and I would just, like, not come back. Like, I would stay up in L.A. and just stay for, like, a week or whatever, and, like, um, like, the only reason I had to come back was to, like, clean out the fridge or, like, if I had to pick up something at the office or whatever, so I didn't really need to be in town. So I did notice that last, uh, this last year, too. Um, and I don't really know exactly what it is about April. Like, there's nothing I can specifically think of. I mean, I love snowboarding, but also it gives me a lot of anxiety. And I love snowboarding, but it's like, it's like, it's like, how do I say this? Um... Like, I don't know, I love it, but it's, like, I don't feel, like, I really love it that much. Like, maybe I do. Maybe I really love it so much that, like, it causes me depression from, like, April when the season ends officially. But I love, actually, summer, too, and going to the beach all the time and, like, that kind of thing. But I don't really know what it is. I don't really know what it is about the month of April. Um, I mean, it's tax season, but that shouldn't cause that much of an energy dip. But, um, so yeah, that's kind of like how I look at the timeline when I think of like 2020, 2021, 2022, now 2023, like when Lily Singh is mentioning that, you know, in 2020, she noticed those things uh, negative for her. I mean, part of part of me feeling okay in part of 2020 was that, you know, I was in a safe space, uh, in a new work environment. It was very close-knit. Like, there were six of us, and we would sit, our cubicles, there were, like, two offices that were behind me. I had my cubicle... And then across the aisle from me, there were two other people in cubicles. And so there were like a few of us in this really tiny office um, at first. And then um, so there were eventually like six, seven of us, like two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, So there were five of us working and like two management technically Uh, One of them, like, audited our notes pretty much, and then the other one was, like, the one who made the company. And uh, basically, you know, things got better for me at that office. Like, the boss that I liked more actually uh, became my boss. And then, um, uh, again, she came out, like, I left, and then a few months later, she came and was my boss again. And then we kind of... um, got to work together again which I really enjoyed and I was very happily surprised by that so it wasn't something that I knew until one of my friends told me who was working at the old site like hey guess who's coming to your company I was like wait my company like the same exact one I'm working at or like a different place in LA or something or like what like what are we talking about here (laughs) and so I was pretty 
pumped up that she was coming to be my boss again. She was going to be our boss again. And I liked her way more. And then, um, so I had that. I had, um, you know, my first time actually working remotely. So by October, I started, because I started kind of June-ish, right before June, and then June-ish, um, from like June to September, I was getting to know, uh, or maybe June to August, you know, cause it was like pride month. So I was like, I'm ready to just be out in this office. Like I wasn't trying to like hide things. Uh, I made a really good friend with a gay guy. There was this, uh, queer female, um, and, you know, initially when I started there, I was like, this is the first time that we like outnumber the sh- the straights, you know, the straights as far as like the clinical staff, like there were five clinical staff and three of the five of us were not straight. So I was like so comfortable there. And then one of the one of the bosses had like a queer kid um, that was like, uh you know, that was, like, some conversation that would come up, uh, and there were all kinds of conversations that would come up, uh, regarding, like, queer stuff, like, it was just easy to talk about in that office, and, you know, I, I had never really, like, we weren't talking about, like, too much of our lives or anything like that, but we had a lot of conversations, uh, about some things that usually never came up, like, and other offices like I remember one person asking if you know if they're a guy you know what if they wanted to come to work in a dress and you know talking about the dress codes and stuff like that and like how open-minded you know I think the conclusion that was arrived at is you know so long as somebody's not dressing in a manner that's gonna cause a lot of distraction in the office you know like I'm not saying dressing in drag, but, like, as an example, like, you know how drag drag queens have, like, the exaggerated lashes and the gigantic, like, colorful hair and, like, maybe, like, the nails and some of the outfits are kind of, like, a little, like, it's for show, you know? It's a, it's a stage performance. And so, like, that's different than just, like, wearing a dress, you know, or wearing heels and a dress and makeup and even, like, a wig. Like, the way that, like, most women or even men who wear dresses and things are going to be dressing like in the day-to-day isn't likely going to be like drag queen style so much like that's kind of more like performative or more um like a night out on the town almost like costumey versus like this is how I feel comfortable today but just having those kind of conversations about thinking about hey if I wanted to switch up my wardrobe and if I wanted to like test this out like it would have been an okay place to do it as long as we could just do work like nobody was really caring gonna care about like what you wore um and you know just that kind of thing alone made it really special but um I Um, I still have to do my review for work. I still have to do my exit interview, but, uh, like, as far as, like, the survey, and I think I'm definitely going to put that in there that, you know, with this company, 
you know, that's one thing that I think they have above others is that, you know, the queers of us, you know, to my knowledge, you know, we were never getting like hassled or anything. So I don't know. I felt, I felt pretty empowered, heard, seen. Um, but when it comes to all this stuff about like procrastination and all that, like, I feel like that type of job made it so I didn't have to procrastinate like work-wise that was the priority but I definitely did get out of going to the gym and out of working out now I did kind of work out more at home during um 2020 uh 2021 during 2021 sorry because uh, when I went snowboarding in April, I was in good shape to do that. And so 2022 was really the year that I was kind of like off my game. And um, the snowboard season really proved that. And then that anxiety even carried into this freaking snowboard season. But I don't really know if it's really all the anxiety from snowboarding. I just think I know that physically I'm not fit to do it yet. And emotionally that's connected I've never been in this position before um of not being fit enough to do things that's never that's not an experience that I've ever had like of course like I can't lift every single thing I can't like run every single distance but I've never been in in an experience before where I'm like I worry about like you know, how many times do I need to go to the bathroom if I take this hike? Are my legs going to do that weird itchy thing? And like, I'm going to have to keep stopping over and over again. That happened to me at the beach. Um, on Friday, I was walking and, you know, my legs like get this like itchiness. And I think it's from, I don't know exactly what it's from, but I, I've heard it's like a blood vessel thing. Um, but it might've also been cause it was really, really cold. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I was like, I would take a few steps like, and then I was like, I was at the pier and then I was like, oh man, like I got to stop cause my legs are like itching like crazy. And then I'd have to stop till it kind of went away and then I'd have to move again. And it's like, you know, I'm still studying about what that is, but it, it didn't always happen to me. I mean, I used to hike all over the place and everything, and somewhere in my 30s, I started getting that issue, and so now it's even, like, I don't even know if I can even, like, just simply take walks places, because I don't want that, like, I remember once taking, like, a an urban hike, like, near my neighborhood, like, to the beach, and, like, back up, and over near the hills and stuff, and, like, I remember, this was, like, ages ago, but I remember feeling, like, like, you know, I tried to jog a little bit, and then I remember feeling like that feeling, that itchy feeling kind of was like spreading up the back of my legs. Like that was the worst it had ever been. It was spreading up the back of my legs, up my back. It kind of felt like, um, and it's a really uncomfortable feeling. Um, it subsides too, but it kind of like, you can feel it increasing. And I think it's like an oxygen related thing. I don't know exactly what it is. I can look it up. All right, so I did look it up about the 
itchy legs. Um, it says due to capillaries expanding in the legs, increasing blood flow to muscles and surrounding nerves. Um, uncomfortable sensation. Severity ranging from mild to intolerable. Some can be a symptom of an underlying condition, but um, usually it's not something to worry about when there's that itching. Um, it can be as minor as dry skin or a sign of a condition like diabetes. Um, and like, yeah, they say, uh, dry skin, razor bumps, allergies, um, diabetes, uh, glucose levels not being under control, um, like that's when it's related to peripheral neuropathy, um, high glucose damaging nerve fibers in the body, um, poor circulation, severe dryness, insect bites, hair regrowth. Now I know I don't have hair regrowth because I'm har I hardly shave my legs, like hardly ever. Um, I don't even know. I, I don't know how often I shave my legs. Like I don't feel like I shave them even every, I don't shave them even every week, so I don't even know. Um, skin infection called folliculitis. Hair follicles become inflamed. Curly hair, acne, or medical condition that compromises your immune system. Uh... And then, you know, it has itchy bumps that show up. Expanded blood vessels. Um, so that's kind of what I think I'm experiencing is the expanded blood vessels. Because um, I only really notice it during walking. Um, I don't notice it in the gym. Because if I use the elliptical or even the um, treadmill, I don't have that experience in the gym. Um, maybe I'll test it on the treadmill and see, but I can't remember ever having that experience in the gym. So it might be something specific to outdoor as well. Um, restless leg syndrome. I don't think I have that. Uh, we're getting into some stuff that I don't really know how to pronounce. P-U-P-P-P. Uh, something during pregnancy, I'm not pregnant, trust, I'm not, uh, prurigo gestationis, gestationis, I don't know, itchy legs during pregnancy, um, I don't think that's any of, any of that, so, um, and I'll have it at night, it's really only walking, um, and it goes from my legs to even up to like the bottom part of my back. So it's not even all the time. I think one thing that did help was when I got those. Uh... So one time I didn't notice it. I was wearing. I can't remember if I was wearing longer pants or not. Maybe I was. Maybe I wasn't. 
Well, I went to the Rufus DeSoul concert, but I remember walking for a really long time at night, and I did have a lot of cannabis as well as psilocybin in my system. Not a lot of psilocybin, but some psilocybin. So maybe that helped, because I was actually surprised that my legs weren't doing that itching thing, and thankful and grateful that they weren't, because I was like, man, we walked for a good, like, 30, 40 minutes, so I would have been, like, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like embarrassing. It's kind of weird because it's like, I can walk, but it's like, it's kind of weird when you get like a certain distance and then it's just frustrating because you're like, well, now I got to come all the way back and then for my legs to be feeling like this. So I don't really know. Um, but it's annoying <laughs> to say the least. It's freaking annoying. Um... Well, kickoff is about to start, so I'm going to get in the house, but, um, yeah, Mm, I think that's kind of it for now, and with that, I'll say thanks for listening.